Hello and welcome to the Navy Blue Corner. I'm Ian, joined as always by my good mate, Lockie. And we are back to preview Carlton's round 12 clash against Melbourne. The boys, look, they've lost four in a row. Form is down. Confidence is well and truly down. But we've got a chance to turn things around mm. against the D's this Friday night. Get our season back on track. Lockie, how are you going? And how are you feeling about this week's game? Hmm, I'm feeling good, thank you, mate. I'm feeling the, sensing the optimism in your tone. Sounds like you feel like yeah. we're going to have a win. Am it's I wrong? This, it's this crazy roller coaster, and I reckon it's almost predictable the behavior on this podcast every week is it's, <laughs> it's, it's a pattern on the Monday night, and it's we're down and everything's horrendous in the world. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it's like this train, it's like the roller coaster just keeps keeps pumping all week and then we get to thursday night truly and the optimism comes back you forget about your brain tries to get rid of and repress everything that happened from the last week and you go Mm -hmm. maybe we are good at footy maybe it's all going to happen this week and then you start to just convince yourself and we're back again it's why the podcast continues with these build-up shows because we kind of just out of just pure hope we're back and we think we're going to win. But yeah, it's exactly right. The optimism is it always rears its head, particularly on this podcast. We're only a game and a half outside the eight, mate. <laughs> One win and we're knocking on the door. Yeah. That's, it feels like, I don't know, 2021 all over again. Oh, if you don't convince yourself, you just, you wouldn't be able to watch us week in, week out for 26 plus years, really. <laughs> no, when we just say the same thing every week. Which I will continue to do today because I want to see the same things that we don't. And do. that's and that's what I'm wanting to hear from you, Lockie. We'll start where we oh, always no. love to start in our "What do we want to see from this game?" segment. Now I feel like we don't need to keep putting three up there because honestly, I've run out of <laughs> so many much things to, to say on this. It's too much at this stage. We've, we're simplifying it for the boys because they're saying are they overcoached? Is there too many voices at play? Let's simplify things. Let's simplify yes. it for ourselves. Lockie, what is the one thing that you want to see this week? And if you're listening to this at the moment, if you're watching on YouTube, I want to see them down in the comments nice right early now. Plug. Like, subscribe at Navy Blue Corner on YouTube if you're a podcast listener and you want to head over. Otherwise, if you're listening, follow us on wherever you are listening to us right now, wherever you get your podcast. Jump over to the socials at Navy Blue Corner. And let us know in the DMs, tweet at us, whatever you want. Comment on any post. We'll get the notification and let us know what you want to see from this game. But Lockie, (laughs) what is yours? There's lots of things going through my head, mate. Great early plug, by the way. Thanks for not bearing that one. For once. (laughs) It's a good change, which means we're winning this week. Look, I mean, it's all I've been talking like, well, people have wanted to talk to me about this week. It's the majority of what we've seen on social media. I just ha- I have to put it out there and, and manifest it. I want to see this be the week that Harry shakes yeah. it. Mm. It's a bit of a cop out. I, I, I don't know if anything would make me happier than seeing him kick three or four mm. straight in this game. You saw how the boys got around him against with that first one against the Pies yeah. a few weeks ago. But imagine that becomes two or three. Mm. Like, I feel like that's the kind of thing that we need right now to galvanize the group. No, it's a, it's a good one. And it's, it's something that uh, our goal kicking collectively gets spoken about a lot. And I mean, you could even just have on this list, like just make them like you've had a few times, just make the most of your opportunities. I'm sick of 
because we don't we speak about it all the time, but we don't make the best opportunities. So it's it, it's obviously hard to take those. But at this stage, we've just got to take what we can get, and then mm-hmm. going into that other section, if we can start to create better opportunities, then you start nailing them. Then you don't have this pressure because once you've missed exactly. two or three collectively as a group, even though they're not the, the easiest options. Then all that has to happen is the opposition go down, kick one, and then the next time you get a shot on goal, you just know that the pressure's on there for you to nail it. So let's make sure we get these goals sorted and that Harry can get it done. And kind of let's segue to something that I had on my little run sheet in front of me, which is talking about Harry on that podcast with him and his brother chatting about the goal kicking, getting quite personal with it. Do you have any sort of overarching thoughts on that? I assume you did get across that this week. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's been a busy weekend. I heard little I heard little <laughs> clips. I haven't sat and listened to the whole thing. Yeah. So you'll have to um lead it. But uh, it's always just great to see players being mm. vulnerable. And yeah. like, I mean, you've been one that often is just like we want to hear the real stuff from mm. the club and the players. And it, that that to me all felt pretty transparent um yeah. from him. And you know, and we've we you know, we spoke about, you know. Must be nice. You get to go to all these player events and sit with all the players every week, like you do. Um, and so you get that kind of humanizing factor with them all the time. Um, but for us on the outside, it's sometimes you need these things to be able to just remember that this is a bloke that, yeah, he's rocking up to training every day, trying to work on his craft. And I don't know. It, it seemed like maybe the mental stuff, well, he didn't, he didn't display the mental stuff getting to him as much as maybe mm. I would have thought he would have said. Like he was kind yeah. of like, he talked a bit about the the COVID thing. What, what was your take? Mm. Uh, well, firstly, a little bit of a, a almost a, I don't know if it's a drive by, but tried to just sneak that well, little dig at me in say, there. Been to, been to one event and all of a sudden it's on there every one week. One event. Well, we didn't do the Hall of Fame this week, so you didn't have your little chance to kind of let the people know what you've been up to. So <laughs> Where I've been this to, week. What extravagant Carlton event has gone by this week. Um, <laughs> but no, I think my take on Harry was, yeah, it's just, I wasn't expecting it particularly like, I'll be honest, I've never really listened to his podcast. No, not something I tend to dive into myself. So I don't know what they normally talk about, but I kind of assumed it would be less footy stuff. So I was sort of surprised that they actually went with it because obviously it would have been something that he would have been okay with talking about it. I doubt they just had it on the run sheet and all of a sudden he's like, oh, shit, I didn't want to talk about this. So it's kind of, it shows. I'm a, the Harry of, that doesn't get the run sheet. Yeah, it shows a bit, of, I guess, of, about him that he he wants to address it. He doesn't just want it to be this elephant in the room. Shows a bit yeah. of maturity. And, and I guess, yeah, being someone that does want to hear a lot more from these guys, it was nice to see that vulnerability and accountability. Mm. And what was the, the quote from me that I'm going to, Paraphrase basically. It's not going to be verbatim. Just, I don't have that. I don't have that off the top of my head. Let me just quote him right now and just not say anything that he said. Um, but it was when he was talking about. Okay, uh, Caroline. Yeah, basically. Uh, stuck, where's my Where's my arrows, please? Um, so yeah, it was the fact that Harry was staying at this hotel room. No, um, basically, <laughs> he was. He was. He That's was good. Not, he wasn't annoyed as much that like he was missing. He was sort of like, look, I'm missing. I'm not going well. Things aren't going good. But what sort of hits him a bit more is the fact that him not playing well affects other people. And that yeah. was just something that you don't really think about from his perspective where he's saying 
look, I miss and all of a sudden, you know, the team's not doing well and it's more pressure on them. And then, you know, yeah. I'm in the rooms after the game and you can see it on mum and dad's face. And then, you know, Ash Hansen has to wear it and, and mm-hmm. Vossi has to, has to wear it. And, and they're, He's getting pestered about it in every single press conference, but it's not something that Vossi can yep. truly control. It's not it's really has nothing to do with Vossi. It's just the fact that he himself is not being able to execute in front of goal. And that was mm. something that you probably don't get that kind of insight through anything else. So I thought that that was such an interesting thing. And mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just, I was listening to it on, on, while I was at work and God, it was just like, I feel like I'm going to cry. I'm getting emotional about like thinking yeah. about how much that's kind of affecting him. And oh, seriously, part of it makes you go down the. Oh, I just I wish he didn't care about that because maybe that's compounding all of this and making it worse that he's taking yeah. on more inside his head. But I don't know. All we can do is get around him and and hope that if we can just give him some easier looks in front of goal, that it just makes it easier. If we're not giving him these forty yep. meter on the angle. That, like that's that's hard to get your confidence up if you're having to nail these lower percentage kicks. So it was good to hear from him. It's good to hear that he's taking that responsibility. And yeah, I guess it's just a nice bit of insight that you you don't tend to get from from all the yeah. players out there because he, he didn't have to talk about it. But the fact that he no, has it shows sure. a lot about his character. I'm glad he did. I, I think to me it feels like a good idea to do that rather than just mm. be in the shadows and then week after week it does not work. And yeah, I, I had that saddened feeling kind of earlier in the week that you were feeling where it's like, you just think about how many people are giving him advice. Yeah. Maybe a little bit of it warranted, mostly unwarranted. Like he's, it's mm. just, yeah, it would be from where I, my opinion, it's probably consuming him. Mm. So that's well, why that is, it would bring me nothing but joy for it to oh, turn around this week. 100%. And he did mention and saying that like so many people will be probably coming out wanting like the the host of it who i i honestly i've known who it is so i I wish i could say his name but he was alluding to you know different people wanting to come out and give him advice and other Mm. former footballers wanted to tell him how to kick it and he sort of again just said like well then you start to get so many different voices and like you're listening to all that information like it's just going to make it worse all he's doing is trying to focus on what he can control and things he can repeat so obviously just going down to his his routine and i can take this amount of steps I can have this action and and those are sort mm. of the the things. So the, the less clouding his judgment, the better. Um, but looking at what think, I... Yeah, sorry. I was just going to say, do you think we'll see any role changes this week with with that kind of thing, with Pete going out, so TDK doing mm. more ruck? Like, do you think they'll try and change it or are we going to see the same kind of thing? As far as Harry in his position? Yeah. I feel like he, yeah, kind of, I feel like he has to... He has to stay in that forward line, but I hope, like we said on that um, match review last week or earlier in this week, gee, there's so many days, who knows what's going on, but that I would prefer him pushing out a bit more and allowing Charlie a bit more space in that forward line rather than crowding it. I think that's just a simple tweak, but... Same. Yeah, he definitely he definitely needs to be down there. I wouldn't be doing anything crazy like some are suggesting. Like, should he play more ruck? Should he be doing this? I yep. uh, I feel like then you're starting to complicate things, and then mm-hmm. I I just feel like that's not going to help his confidence. If now he's doing a new role and you're just taking him away from things, it's like stick to what he does. Eventually, yep. he should get out of it. Is what I'm hoping for. Um, yep. But what I'm Agreed. looking to see this week, and I'm not sure if I'm gonna get it. So I've kind of I had one. It's spread out into two just from what we ended up chatting about before we started this podcast. But the main thing is 
and it, it, maybe it's a bit off what I had last week. It's a, it's building off that, and this is like changing the midfield for me with with some mm. injuries, with some poor form in right now. I just want to see Vossi try something different, okay. uh, and I feel like we need to spice something up. And I'm just wanting to see basically, yeah, something new, and it doesn't have to be a big change or for a long time. Like, I'm not asking for Gov to be in the midfield full time, something ludicrous, but. <laughs> I floated on the selection table, um, which is a bit of a nice little show that happens on Pommy and Oz yep. that I am lucky to be featured on every Tuesday night, 6 p.m. on Pommy's YouTube channel, where we basically go through what would be our team changes and debate it and pick a side together. And one mm-hmm. thing I was sort of floating in these discussions, which is kind of something I'd love to get your thoughts on in particular, is you know, the possibility of a Saad going through the midfield for two minutes, whether it's a CBA or or just pushing him up closer to the ball because it feels like we yeah. need to unlock this man. And I, I don't know whether he can do it, but surely it can't hurt knowing we've got so many mm. other halfbacks that can run and break off that even for just a two-minute spell, you go, hey, Saadi, we'll push up around the stoppage, see if you can get the ball on the outside. And does that yeah. help unlock things? So I, I don't know necessarily what it is. I'm happy to throw another out to get your thoughts on it. Is yeah. Jordan Boyd, really good user of the football. Love it. Really good runner. Do we give him some time on the wing? Do we give him mm. even maybe half forward, getting those guys who can use the ball well, the good ball users, higher up the field to enter the ball inside 50? Are some of these little yep. tweaks something you could see for five minutes to change something up, knowing half forward's <laughs> an issue, midfield's an issue, because... Looking at this week, I know we don't have as many changes with Chera getting off, with Cripper yes. um, looking like he's good to go. But last year, back end yep, of the season, handy. we had a lot of injuries. Doc went in there, Setterfield played in the midfield. We saw Durden high half forward getting around the stoppages. We mm-hmm. tried some different things, and now we're starting to play Doherty in the midfield because of it. Do you see us doing anything different around the midfield this week? And what are your thoughts on like a Sardi or a boy getting around different areas of the field this week against yeah. Melbourne? <clears throat> I love it. I love discussions like this. You know that I'm a big advocate mm. for trying things out like this. And I yeah. wish we were a team that did it more. I think the selection that we've got, it's inevitable that we're going to see yeah. something. The fact Hopefully. that Kerno is out too, like... Mm. Otherwise, it's just what it's Cripps, Chera, and Kennedy, and Doherty. Mm. Basically, I, I, yeah. I can't see Walshie. it being just those four. Oh, and, and Walshy, of course. Yeah, true. Now, nah, I, I think there will there will be an opportunity for someone through there. The Saad thing, I love it. Like mm. it's just maybe there's something that we're or I'll say I'm missing in in this where there's something detrimental that can happen by giving a player a completely different role for ten minutes. Maybe there's mm. something I'm missing there. But for me, it's like if it if it's a big failure, well then you just go back to what we were doing. Yeah. So mm. like Yeah, and I love it. And I I totally understand at the moment it feels like there's this connection issue. We're not nailing the game plan. So there is a, a part of this yeah. that goes, do you keep going at it, trying things the same way and hoping that eventually yeah. it clicks? And and maybe there's an element of that to what Vossi's doing and why we haven't seen massive, massive changes because he's going, look, I believe this will work with this personnel. It just needs time. There's an element of that, but there is also times where you go, well, do you just not go completely mm. away from what you're doing, but just tiny tweaks. And and like you're saying, what's one center bounce with, with Saad in there? 
oh, what, yeah. oh no. All of a sudden they get the clearance and it's, okay, well, Sarge, just walk 10 meters that way and now you're back in your position. <laughs> like it's, it's nothing yeah. drastic that I think would cause any ridiculous harm. It's not as if we're saying, hey, Sarge, spend the whole game there. And you have you for whatever reason we can't change him back to his old position. They're little <laughs> things, and and so let me know as well in in the comments on this if you're watching on YouTube or on socials at Navy Blue yeah. Corner because if you guys have any little tweaks or positional changes, anything like that that you'd like to see, I kind of want to get your thoughts on this. This isn't just a, a simple me just trying to get engagement on things. Like I genuinely am honestly struggling to find different avenues for this team of plays we can play through different positions to get the best out of things. So it feels yeah. like we're in this rut of we're doing the same thing. I don't know what else we can do. So if you've got any ideas, let us know. Cause I'm keen to really have this discussion in the comments and on socials just to, to see if we can find any ideas for ourselves. Um, but I do have mm. another little, what I want to see, but I'm kind of going to bury it Love later it. in this episode because it works well with the bit of opposition analysis. So speaking Ooh. about the listeners, Let's go straight into the listener questions. I assume Weird a lot are going to be onto the team changes, so it can be hmm. around the two. And if you want to get your listener questions in, all you got to do is get over to Twitter because that's where we tend to do it, at Navy Blue Corner. And if you're not on Twitter and you're on Instagram, you're on Facebook, you're, you're on wherever that is not Twitter, and you want your questions in, harass us because I'm lazy and I tend to mainly funnel a lot through Twitter occasionally on Instagram, but I know there's a few that are on Facebook that are on some other places yes. that probably want their questions in. So feel free we to get an email from time if to you, time. We've got an email at, well, it's not an at beforehand, the Navy Blue Corner at gmail.com. There's an ad in there somewhere. All of that's in the show notes. So if you ever need to find it, nice and easy to click through, but let us know. You can always just send them in and hopefully I'll remember and they'll get find their way in the run sheet. But they're mainly on Twitter, so get them there. What have the people asked this week, Lockie? Super bad. Heard of him? Will we kick Never. more goals than behinds this week? Confident? It's been three weeks in a row, according to my mm. records of more well, behinds than goals. Is, this is the interesting thing. Should we... We need Sir Swamp almost on this podcast so I can throw random stuff at him. Can we get him we on as get. a producer... As like the mm. Jamie, pull this up for me because I'd like to know how common it is, and maybe this is just dumb from me, for you to always have your goals over behinds because mm. it feels like it should I normally, but I reckon a lot of the time you miss so many opportunities anyway. But this week it's desperate. We are desperate for it. And if it happens, take maybe this is a hot take. I reckon if our goals are more than behinds, we can't possibly lose this game of footy. Like <gasps> Ian, I like it. You like it? There we go. I do like it. I was going to try and throw a wild stat back at you, but <laughs> I can't really see anything. So let's just roll with that. Let's go for it. From Dave H, is Vossi feeling the heat yet? Or is he mm. pleased with our efforts across the back half? Across the back half? Is that a defense? Maybe, is that where you're going with that maybe, question? Or just could, he could be in the back half? Or maybe. Across the first half of the season, maybe his meaning. We'll go with everything, I reckon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what do you think Vossi's feeling at the moment? Did he you watch? I happy. haven't had a chance to watch his presser today. Did you see it? Today he was a bit more chipper than after the game. What I was somewhat pleased with in his press conference after the game 
was I believe, and I'd like to get your thoughts on this as well, Lockie. He mm. seemed a little bit more prickly. He seemed a little <laughs> bit, I don't know, as if he wasn't pleased. He wasn't just coming out with a straight face, looking all for the positives, even though he did say them. There was parts of it where he felt more agitated that he wasn't pleased and that he was maybe wearing mm. a different face to the media, but you could kind of see that he wasn't as happy. Yeah. Whereas obviously Somewhat. obviously the the one this week he was a lot more the Vossi we probably know. And I reckon he, he obviously wouldn't understand this that with all the pressure, you hear the noise, the media come for you and you hear the stuff with the board with Matheson not being happy. We obviously he's gone. We don't have to worry about that toxic man anymore. Oh. But there's always rumblings of things in the media because we're such a massive club that you'd have to know that you're on as soon as you sign up to be at this Carlton Football Club, you're on borrowed time. The contract means nothing because if you don't perform, sure, there's more pressure than most other clubs. You know, take yep. I don't know the Western Go Bulldogs. On. For instance, nothing against the doggies this time. I'm not going to go hard at them. Oh. But, you know, if if Bevo misses finals for a couple of years, there's just not going to be that much noise on it because the meat, like, the, unfortunately, doesn't sell yeah. as much as Carlton. So he's definitely feeling the heat. And about the defenders, it feels like he was happier about them this week. If we're going to talk about that, so yeah. I don't know. Hopefully yeah. that starts to turn. But it, he's just got to, he's got to try and get us out of this, basically. Totally. Yeah, well, I'm looking forward to getting into the Defender chat when we go through the team. And it's about that time because our remaining questions are all about one man. And I bet you cannot guess who that man is. He wears the number two. His name is Patrick. From Richard, I've been a massive critic of Dow in the past, but seriously, he should have got a chance to prove himself. And from PJC, at what point do we just give Dow a game? Surely we can't be any worse off with him in the team in comparison to some of the others selected. Mm. Mm. It's interesting. Well, yes. I know this segment tends to be a lot more ask Ian, but I will need to get your thoughts on this one in particular. Because, look, I think I've been very consistent on my Dow chatter. And I think you're similar to me, I believe. I think so. Maybe not. But it's... I don't think Dow's going to be amazing. Don't think he's going to be a superstar. But it's just, at some stage, you have to reward him getting like 40, 30 touches every single week. I know that your rhetoric, and this is why I love doing the podcast with you, because you have such great insights in the trying to get different little things where you're going, well, look, there's obviously something that he's not doing, which is why he's not in this team. There's a chance that every single week they're saying, Dowie, we need you to do this. We need you to do this. And he's not doing it. Now, I know that kind of goes against some of the press conferences where he, Voss kind of did say, I think it was Voss, where he said, look, can't do much more, yeah, but there's so many other players ahead of him. So maybe that goes against yeah. that. But for me, I think with when Hewitt goes out, if that's the midfield that they want, who's the Dow replacement? Sorry, who's the Hewitt replacement? It's Dow. Mm-hmm. So that's it for me of if out goes an inside midfielder, in comes one. And when the midfield isn't going amazingly, why not change something up? Don't think you're getting mm. anything ridiculously worse with Dow in there. I know his, his defensive pressure isn't amazing. The two-way running isn't amazing. But what he's been doing really, really well in the twos every single time I see him play is his clearance work. He's a clearance monster. I know the jump, VFL to AFL is heaps, but we're struggling with yep. clearances a little bit and getting – because the stats there, but we're not getting really clear 
I don't know, yardage. It, it feels like they're all sloppy. We're not getting it that we're not, it's not to our advantage. Whereas what I see from yeah. Dow, they tend to be quite solid clearances. So I don't know. For me, this was the week to do it. If Chera did get suspended and it was upheld, that's when I would have been really interested because I'll be honest, yes. I assume with these team changes this week, they would have just gone Hewitt out, Ed Kerno in, and then it mm-hmm. would have really taken a Chera or a Cripper as well on top of that for us to see Dow. But I mean, it definitely was in my changes this week. It's it's disappointing that he's not ever going to be really given a go just because, I don't know, I wanted yeah. to see it and I wanted to see at least two, three weeks of it just for like, what's the worst that could happen? He's going to be gone at the end of the season. We've seen mm. Liam Jones turn his no career doubt. around. We, we, we just, surely he deserves an opportunity because I don't think he's really got that over the last few years. It's been like, here's one week. Oh, that's it. You're out. I don't know. What's mm. your kind of take yeah, on, the, on the Paddy Dow? It feels like we talk about it a fair bit, but where are you sitting at the yeah. moment? We do talk about it a fair bit. That's because a lot of our listeners are very passionate about it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in agreement with, with everything you're saying. It's like... And and I agree that the like I talk more than anyone about the jump from VFL to AFL and how like that just cannot you can't just say that any player will replicate it. Yeah. But then again, a player in, will be in a different role. Like he is the he is the number one guy in that team. So we need to give him an opportunity. I think to see what he's going to do mm. in this team where he is at the bottom of the ranks in mm. that midfield. Like it's just, and I also understand that when things are going super well and we are really healthy, then we're not going to mess with something like this when there's clearly things going on. Yeah, I agree with you. This would have been so much more interesting if, and I'm fucking glad that it isn't that case. <laughs> yes, yes. Crips and Chera are out. Kennedy, there was whispers that he was sore. It yeah. was like suddenly our whole midfield bar Walsh is out. It's gone. <laughs> then it's like they literally have no choice unless Lemmy's going to And Carol's run. injured and it's like, oh, you had no one else. <laughs> exactly. So that's why with these changes that have ended up having to happen, I'm not that surprised that mm. it's not him. Even though Kerno's yeah. not in, like you said. Mm. But it's interesting that he's an emergency. I don't even know if Sub. he's been an, an emergency. Not often. <laughs> not recently. often. So do you think he's going to be the sub? They're not going to make Ed Kerno the so. sub, are they? So. Oh, they will. Though. Ed Kerno lock him in for the sub, but... I mean, it's interesting, and, and I don't want to touch on it for too much longer, but I will because mm. that's just how it yeah, happens. It. But Dow, I feel as if if he does get a run, which I think he mm-hmm. deserves at some stage, part of it is also as well for me around we're going to lose him for nothing at the end of the year. Yes. If he shows something at AFL level, would you think that that maybe allows us to get Third round of form. Like you look at the set of field, look at the set of field deal. We basically gave them a third round pick like this in last the last draft, and we got one for this year. That was horrific. You would have imagined we could have got a third round or at least for him or something. Yeah. Now Paddy Dow's value is worth a lot less than Setterfield, particularly Setterfield had some really good last few games of the season. So like we're probably going to lose Dow for nothing. If you play him a little bit, there's a chance you do start to get some value up for the end of the season. But I kind of, to go the devil's advocate for for Michael Voss, and probably this is the real why he's not playing him. We're down on form. We're not playing mm-hmm. well. Vossi's kind of coaching for his career 
a fair bit till the end of this season, you'd imagine. Real yeah. must-win game this week. I reckon Vossi's just sitting there going, I can't trust you and putting you out there knowing I'm kind of coaching for my life going forward. And that's probably as simple as it is. I don't agree with it, but it's probably it. And this is kind of my week now where I'm going, well, if he doesn't play, if he was not named this week, I don't think he's ever going to get named. Mm. Unless there's, like we're saying, it's everyone's injured and there's no other option. But yeah, if Ed Kono's there, if Jack Carroll's fit, which I know he's not at the moment, I think yep. they would probably all be ahead of him. Oh. And it's it's frustrating. Um, was there any other listener questions around the changes? No, let's let's chat them. Let's chat listeners. Let's chat questions. about them. So I the mean, changes the were changes. yeah. Oh, don't no, worry no, about no. it, mate. The changes this week. Chincotta was in for the injured Newman. Young, yep. I guess you could say, comes in for George Hewitt in a weird roundabout way. Silvani in for an injured pit. O'Brien in for an injured Hollands, and Fisher in for an injured. Durden. So there's a lot of forced changes, yes. all of them forced changes. Would love to hear what you would have done for all of those guys. And if there was anyone yeah. else that you would have taken out of this team as well. Mm. I hadn't actually written my own changes to this. Like this on paper is making sense to me. O'Brien, I, 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 need, to hear, I need to hear yours first. O'Brien is the name mm. out of those five that definitely excites me the mm. least. Yeah. Um, that's probably where it would have been Dow for me. What, mm. what, what did you come with? I, I saw a bit of the selection table, but where were you at on a Thursday? Yeah, so mine normally sometimes changes from the Tuesday to the Thursday. Tends to be that selection table episode. I hear some really good arguments and then I go, okay, I'm changing my opinion, <laughs> which is I like to pride myself on that because I'm, I'm willing to put the ego aside and say, look, maybe I was wrong. I'm happy to reevaluate, but this week I stuck to my guns really. Uh, Chincotta was in for Newman, yep. Silvani in for Pitt because they're like just like for like for me. Beautiful, like we don't have another Ruckman. Silvani comes in, plays half forward. There you go. Fisher, I actually had in for Durden before the injury was announced. I just thought Durden's form hasn't been great. Fisher comes Agreed. in, it's where I made that change, but I wanted Fish to play a bit more midfield, like we touched on earlier in this episode, different names through there. Mm-hmm. Have him playing almost like a, a, a 40-60 split midfield forward was my look. And then the last sure. change that – then, yeah, for, for Hollands, I did have O'Brien as well. The big argument there is does Bins come in? And I think Bins has better form. Mm. My worry around it was simply, God, this is such a high-pressure game. It's almost – it's so must-win for us. Yes, Bins has been in better form, and maybe this is the the trial by fire that you needed. I was just a little bit worried about his development. That is throwing mm. him into a game like this the best thing for his development, knowing how much high pressure there is on it. Or is yeah. that just AFL? Is that where you just go? No, this is your, this is what you're on the list for. You come into here. Whereas I think O'Brien's just that safer option. Spoiler alert: I had Bins as my sub because I thought. He's going to play. I want him potentially as that guy going forward. So this kind of alleviates Mm. that pressure of, well, you get to come into the game for a quarter. The heat is taken out of it because there's less expectation on your performance. And Mm -hmm. when you do come on, you're fresher than everyone else. So you get a bit more of an advantage. And then that way, it's a bit maybe of an audition to then have him start. 
the next week. But there's, I guess, less yep. pressure on it. It's not the not the best way to debut, but it was probably the best thing mm. for us getting someone that can impact forward of the ball and, yeah, I guess take the sting out of it. And then my last change was Hewitt out Dowin as a simple replacement. I did not yep. have Lewis Young back into this team. Um, yeah, mm. So uh, I'm just curious that, I mean, you put the idea out there about like Boydie or someone like that getting a go yep. on the wing. You don't feel like that could have been a better fit, like Akers and Cottrell as your two wings, and then let's try someone else as that kind of third guy. I'm just so down on Lob mm. and feel like yeah. one of these other guys could maybe give us something more. I don't know. Mm. He's, just, he's no. just that guy for me at the moment. All I could think of was us watching that game in the stands at Marvel on um, Good Friday against North yeah. where there was that, I reckon, 20-minute patch where every time he got the ball, it was just the most disastrous thing that could have happened. Wasn't it, it wasn't just like a fumble. It was, it was worst-case scenario every single time, which was pretty average. And look, I totally understand that. And it, it could have allowed you to be flexible, maybe do something else elsewhere, I guess. It was just sort of sort of my safe option. I think with so many other injuries, yeah. there wasn't a lot else I could do. My argument with if Durden wasn't injured was, okay, keep Durden in the team potentially. Yep. But I don't know. I find the Lewis Young one interesting because yeah, they, that was my next they, point. they don't have a lot of tools down forward and less so <laughs> with Tom McDonald out of there. It seemed so to work so well tools. last week. So we brought an extra one in there. Does, does that mean that maybe they <laughs> see Kemp I don't know. I, it, it baffles me a little bit. I, I'm not too sure what matchups they're looking for, who this alleviates. Does that give Kemp more a small lockdown? Does that work for you? Maybe a, a Boyd moves up further. Maybe a sure. Cotter or, or, is, or is his dock full-time midfield, someone else move into a position? It, it's yeah. it's going to be interesting to see, see it happen on field. It, is it to try and unlock more intercept? game yeah. like from one of these guys maybe it's super interesting mm. it's particularly when young played forward in the game. vfl last week young yeah, played like as a forward for most of the game so it's like what do we and sauce is a defender now one. apparently too so we've got 10 <laughs> defenders only, basically named the only thing i can think of and because this was one of my questions one of my questions was do we try anything different with the rucks knowing that Pitt's now out for a while. De Koning's the number one. Obviously, Sauce wow. comes in, and he's been the second ruck. But we, we hate him in there, and we prefer him as a bit more of that forward role. Hmm. Do you Is this Lewis Young coming in to ruck and defend? <laughs> it's possible. Or is he rucking forward? Are they Did they play him in the forward line going, oh he's God. our new forward now? Is this, is this the something different that Vossi's going for? That oh, <laughs> worries me. The that ruck defense is fine. To... Everything else is a bit gross. Because he wasn't, it wasn't that bad. I can't remember what games it transpired in. Maybe it was, I think it was that North game. It was something around there where he was mm. rucking and then going into yes, defense. Yes, it, was, yes. it was a lot better for Silvani, that's for sure. Oh, the totally. Was it the West was it the West Coast game as well? Yeah, Maybe West Coast game where, where it was one. He was able to actually, I think it was the same. Get me, I think the all over the place. My mind is moving too far. It was the St. Kilda game and the West Coast game where two weeks in a row, Young was taking the ruck. Silvani was mainly forward. And in those games, it was something yep. like he kicked like five goals or six goals and actually played really well. I'm hoping that we can maybe yeah. not see Silvani 
luck somehow. Totally. I'm I'm an endorser of the of the young in the ruck mm. with a bit of a backline skew. <laughs> it's just an interesting thing this week as well. I mean, not that this was not that we had any choice over this with Pitt, but yeah. coming up against Gorn and Grundy is Ugh. like you know horrifying. Like the biggest name kind of duo of big fellas that you can come up against. So another good opportunity for TDK to prove himself, but Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, you didn't have him in your changes. I wouldn't have been surprised if Young didn't come back in with mm. how the backline worked last week, which was like our yeah. highlight, I guess. Probably. It was best, best as systems work. The rumors of, of the Weedering Young, I guess Weeders maybe not preferring him being in there. Always interesting. Yeah. Obviously, you don't know how much that is always true. But yeah, yeah. looking at it, they're not the worst changes this week. So much was forced. No. The Dow's obviously the one I wanted, but I'm keen to see what they do. Talking about the rucks, is there anything else you can see them trying to do for these? I, I think it was two or so weeks they've said he's out with his fractured hand. Who knows? Could be longer. I don't trust anything to go with our injury reports at this stage. Obviously got that yeah. buy coming up, so it sort of pushes out how long he would be out for. But Knowing what we've got, knowing some people talking about, does Harry go into the ruck? Is there anything else you can no. see to alleviate De Koning knowing that he's going to be the number one and on De Koning to throw a couple of more questions at you, which I love to stack the questions. I know. <laughs> how do you feel like this is going to go? It's just so like, because I know I'll forget him. And it's like, how do you think that De Koning's going to go for this stretch? Knowing he's out of contract, and is this something to maybe allow him some time to be that full-time ruck going forward? Yeah, well, he's never <clears throat> he's never shown us a whole lot of yeah. consistency. Like he's he he always shows us the flashes. <clears throat> so it's hard to say what this period will will bring for him. Mm. I mean, in terms of other guys, though, nothing compelling to me. Like there's yeah. ob- you can there's obvious names you can throw out there. You can be like, Merkel. well, why can't the-? yeah? Well, we that's yeah. one thing I know is it's not going to be either of those two coming in. So it's like. If you're taller than 190 centimeters, could you like give mm. us a crack? Like, could Brody Kemp give it a crack? No, that he could. Makes me feel, he definitely makes me could. Feel <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. It's like any yeah. other names apart from really those three. I, I'm not a fan of the Harry thing. I think there's, yeah, I think either. there's better ways that we can try and get him into form. I'm, I'm all about getting him up the field, um, mm. but making him clash yeah. knees. With Max is not high mm. on my agenda, and the Silvani thing, like as much as we haven't loved it, if we kind of know that we're going to lose the tap, basically going against Gorn and Grundy, it's not the worst thing for him mm-hmm. to be around the stoppage and try to exploit them by getting another man around it. But I don't know. The, the more we've seen it, the less it's been good. I feel like when he first burst onto the scene as this second yeah. ruckman, it worked better around the stoppages and it's almost got progressively worse. So yeah, I think I'm with you yes. where knowing they don't have the tools, maybe this kind of allows us to have young in there for longer. Would it, would it massively surprise you if we almost go young longer in the ruck and deconing more ruck forward split? I just thought for about sure. that then and Could knowing that Western Bulldogs almost use that for a bit. Is that yeah. a lever we pull? Oh, I could definitely see that. I think, yeah. Well, it's just, uh, there's just no way. Can we have all those four guys on the field at the same mm. time in the back line? Yeah. No, uh, I don't know. Feels like it's and not going to happen. Want, so. 
I'm looking for every outcome that isn't sauce in there because I just I just want to see yeah. him forward because the small sample size this season he's been all right and I kind of want to see what it is what he's like down there. Sub. Mm. Let's talk about the sub. There are four guys it could be. There's two guys I definitely don't want it to be. Who would wow, you that's... choose as the sub out of Fogarty, Dow, Ed Kerno, and Lockie Plowman? And again, if you're listening to this, watching it, let us know who your sub would be. Lockie, who would? Who's yours? Let's say that the emergencies were Plowman and Kerno and another player. Who would the third player alongside those two be to make it the easiest sub ever for you? Like, who's your? Who's the third least likely to be in the team if you have oh, Kerno and Plowman? Oh, you know what I mean? Oh. Jeez, it'd probably be then Murkov, Harry Murkov. Lemmy, <laughs> a Hudson O'Keefe. Yeah. You're a big ruck guy, aren't you? Or you could just say right now, you'd be like, yeah, Corey Durden. You'd rather... Because <laughs> he, physi- he physically cannot play. Injured he physically cannot play there. So you're like, well, it's got to be someone else. But yeah, I think it'd have to be one of those. Everyone else is a bit more. Yeah. But Plowman, it's just... Yeah. It's not... Appetizing is the nice way to put it. With Fogarty and Dow as the choices, I personally would say Dow, but I would be happy with either. Mm. I would be happy with yeah. either. And it's not going to be either of them. Mm. I still don't love the options because oh my my gripe with Vossi over the sub is we, we don't try anything. Teams always try to get someone with a bit of pace that can impact the game. And we keep going this, yeah. well, who's a big bodied mid? He's almost going, we've got too many in the team. I'm too scared to drop them. I'll make them the sub. And therefore, there's no news story on it. And but I could probably see, out of, yeah. I could see Dow being the sub and having a five clearance fourth quarter. Yeah. And it being an actually impactful thing, though. Like Ed Kerno mm. is not going to have that blistering fourth quarter, which yes. I think Dow could. I think Dow profile wise makes the most sense out of that. And knowing <laughs> that Hewitt's out. There could be an opportunity that maybe they are actually thinking here. I doubt it, but they could be going, okay, we'll get rid of the inside mid, try something different. Maybe Fisher gets more time. Maybe someone else does. And if it's not working, we've got Dow or Ed Kerno as that guy that can come in later if we need to bolster the midfield. Yes. Don't think that that's it, but for me, that's why it'd almost be Fogarty in the, he does something else where yeah. he's a, and the thing is, none of these are amazing, but he's plays a bit more small forward. He can tackle. He, he brings pressure. He can play a bit in midfield. He can kind of go on the wing. He offers probably a little bit more out of those. Mm. In a, you can put him in different places. Doubt's kind of like okay, well, he has to be midfield. Uh, but it's, it's going to be Ed Kerno, or they go crazy and go Plowman, so they can potentially mm. move Doherty full time mid. Yeah, I'd put my money on it. It's not exciting. Not exciting. It isn't. Uh, I'll quickly go through a bit of an oppo analysis. It's not big this week. Love that because just. I don't want to keep talking about a lot, and we've already gone for forty-five minutes, and that's kind of what I was hoping this episode would go for because we went so big on the other one. So I'll try to speed through this. But look, Melbourne aren't going too well at the moment, even though they're high on the ladder. They're doing all right. But their season at the moment, if you kind of break it down, because I know the chatter I've heard 
from Melbourne supporters is that they're not really happy with their season so far, which is interesting because I'd take their spot at the moment. But I'll go through their game so far. Hmm. They beat the Dogs quite easily to kick things off. Beautiful. Lost to the Lions away. Fair shout. Beat the Swans. Beat West Coast. Lost to Essendon. Mm-hmm. Beat Richmond. Beat North Melbourne. Everyone does. They just beat Gold Coast by five points. Gross They game. beat Hawthorne. Mm-hmm. Then they've lost to Port away. Now they've lost to Frio. So pretty much the Frio game is the only one, I guess, you could say that they definitely probably should have won. Mm-hmm. But it looks at the moment like they're just beating the bottom teams and then losing to the teams that are a bit better than them, sort of at the moment, the more contenders. They've had, they haven't had the yeah. w- <laughs> hardest draw. A lot of that's been pretty simple. We kind of have as well to an extent, but... Yeah, it's interesting when you look at it. It kind of makes you go, okay, maybe Melbourne haven't been amazing so far this year. And and the, the issue for them right now that I see is potentially a positive, maybe potentially a negative, is talking about their tall targets up forward. No McDonald, yep. no Ben Brown. I think he's fit. I think it's an, an emergency. So I'm not sure why he he's is. not getting selected. I clearly have not seen enough Melbourne to understand that one. Maybe he's coming back from an injury. Who knows? But their tall targets at the moment... Jacob Van Ruin, who's been not too bad so far. They've also got yep. one of Grundy and Gorn that'll be down there. They've brought in Joel Smith. Watch mm. him have the greatest game ever because it always happens in uh, unknown once yeah. he comes in and plays a blinder. But they don't that. have exceptional tools, which gives me a bit of confidence. But then gives me the no confidence in the fact that they're going to be looking out for their smaller players in this. Because yeah. you look at the goals this season, you can maybe call him a small, maybe you can call him a tall, but Bailey Fritch, 22 goals has been their most oh, this season. Then they've got what what St. Kilda had, what Brisbane had. <laughs> they've got this crop of smalls and kick goals. You can say Collingwood as well into that. Cozzy Pickett with 18. Kate Chandler, who's come into things at 15. Yep. And then you got even like a Spargo with nine. Tom Sparrow at six. So they've got a wide variety of guys that can go down there and kick goals. So it's kind of the smalls that we have to look out for a lot more. So Mm. I'm really hoping, I guess, for the way that we play things, knowing we've got the extra tall that we try to intercept and stop their entry a lot more, knowing we can kind of exploit that. And this is my, what do I want to see this week? Can we exploit the opposition in an area that they have outs in? They don't have McDonald, don't have Ben Brown, don't even have, Clayton Oliver, they've dropped James Harm. So they don't have the inside balls to an extent. They've still clearly got mm. a really good midfield, Petrarca, Viney, Brayshaw. I've got some good players around there, Langdon as well on the outside. But they've got some clear outs. Let's exploit it. And I want to see this. I don't want to see these beautiful short leads being able to hit up all their smalls. I want to see us just Gov, Young, Weedering, yeah. Kemp, just intercepting for days. You don't get a look mm-hmm. in because we're mm-hmm. able to finally peel off. Um, and conversely, oh. I don't want to see May and Lever absolutely dominate and intercept for fun like a Darcy Moore did. Knowing that that's their strength in defense, knowing how poor we've entered it inside 50, I just don't want to see them have a field day out there. That's, it's, that's my simple yep. analysis. It's not. I'm not going in, in deep this week but it's that they're not going too well. We have a chance to exploit it, but they're kind of coming into this game in a, obviously not as much to a degree, mm. but they're looking in at this game going, look, we're not playing well. This is the week that we need to switch on. 
Yep, they're due for a win. So, so it'll be an interesting battle to see who comes in with a bit more heat, knowing that both teams definitely will be needing a dub in this game. I love. It seems like every time every team we play this season is coming in <laughs> off a lot, a big loss or a couple yeah, of losses. It's always it's always good. Always. Yeah, I don't know. Look at it. Look at it, this that team. They've obviously been a team over the last few years that we've dreaded mm. coming up against each time, and I don't know why am I the most confident this time as I have been in years with the form that we're in. There's just well, something about you tomorrow. might have you might have fumbled into. I shouldn't say fumbled. That's too harsh. That's being that's being fumbled. way too harsh. You have <laughs> dare you. absolutely gone into a beautiful segue for me. It's like you know the run sheet because speaking of the confidence. I just want to get your gauge on a couple of things that happened this week. Obviously, the first mm. being Adam Chera and our lawyers. At what stage Confidence, does baby. winning at the tribunal, the w- amount of times we've done it, does, when, like once we've done it 10 times, or is it like, you know, when you try to get, you go to your local coffee place and like every sixth coffee is free. Every sixth tribunal wins four points for Carlton because this is the best thing that we have going for us at the moment. And it galvanizes the fans big time. And then obviously it really does. the big news of Cripper, um, or maybe you can't even call it news because it wasn't. Caroline mm-hmm. Wilson going big in the, we're at different hotel rooms and there's more disarray. And then Cripper, which I did not expect, coming out on the old Instagram with a big jab. I couldn't, maybe it's a, it's a haymaker Hook. almost. <laughs> Complete knockout punch to Caroline Wilson. Defending himself and basically telling him, like I liked, what I liked the most was there was there was three words in there. Now, let's go four words if I can okay. count. I think but I know it, what they this, are. This is what got me fired up because I've been calling out for someone to just show me some passion, someone to not just give yeah. me the media training. Yeah, we're just working on it. We're trying every week as it comes. Like that's boring. I want to show me you care. And he's gone. It pisses me off. And I'm like, holy I'll shit. Do it. <laughs> Cripper swearing on the Insta. This is unbelievable. <sighs> but like, yeah, for him to come out and be like, look, I can cop it. I'm cop form. But when someone questions my character and commitment to this team, it pisses me off. I'm like, where Dang. has this been, Paddy? Where has this been? I was big this week and, and our man Soge clipped uh, <laughs> a beautiful soundbite beautiful sound of me telling caught Tom you. Brown to, to fuck off, which, oh, if that's... <laughs> I was worried when I saw something get. I was like, "Oh in. God, what have I said?" But when it was that, I was yeah. like, "Oh, that's." But you said, on, "You said God. worse things that episode." I said worse things in that that I thought were going to come out, but yeah, I was so happy that you know Cripper's come out and showed a bit of passion, showed a bit of something. What was your take on it, and how did that kind of make you feel for the rest yeah. of the week? Yeah, it's made it a very comfortable week. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I definitely didn't hear Footy Classified. We were too busy yeah. recording this beautiful show of ours, which I hope it's a good thing. Carlton people. So I'm trying to make it go longer, so we definitely don't have to listen to it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of two examples of the way that the fans have been galvanised this week. Like yeah. you said, it's a shame that it's not happening with the wins, but like mm. we want the fire. Give us yeah. that fire. Show and us yeah, how how. How many of something? these dangerous? How many of these dangerous tackles have gotten a week or two weeks? Well, and then we the come in, and... and they're like, "Huh, you're right. Actually, that's very fucking persuasive." We're, of you. we're the Play. one in like seventeen and one. Well, I loved because so oh, we were live. We were live on the selection table, and I was like reading through it, and I'm going, mm. "Oh no, we've argued that he's got long hair." 
That's yeah. our argument. His argument, he's, he's got long big. hair, so it looks worse. And he's big. He's an ogre. It's like, well, Jesus, we're not getting off with that. And somehow, and I like, don't know yeah, what's going on. Us. Yeah, let's listen to it. This guy knows what he's saying. But yeah, I think, and the ending quote there from Cribbo, just being like, I can't wait for Friday night. Hashtag baggers. It's just, yeah. The fact that he had to put in there, like, Friday, be yeah. there. Like, that's what I took. And that's what kind of got me excited. And look, we'll have to wait and see. I'm not getting... I'm not going to go too far and get, get my hopes up, but I just want to see him fight up because when Paddy Cripps is angry, that's when he plays his best footy. Go. So I want to see him absolutely monster this game Friday night. And, hope, and yeah, that, that's the kind of stuff that gets yeah. me excited. And even, you know, it was interesting. I'll, I'll touch on this slightly, but Vossi in his press conference, I just had a couple of quotes for you here that yeah. I thought were interesting, which was Please. he said... Over the weekend, there were good conversations that have been had. Some solutions about what's needed moving forward for us. And he then said that that speaks hmm. to strong leadership and that, you know, what was addressed was needed to be addressed and has been addressed. So I guess that was kind of interesting that he sort of did say that, you know, solutions have been made, which is obviously, I, it's so final, which was a weird thing for me to say, for him to say, where, well, we haven't seen the solution yet, so who knows if they work, but yeah. clearly something's happening. Clearly they're confident that potentially something that maybe has been an issue off the park with the group has been strides moving forward to it. Um, yeah. yeah, do you have much it, on those little quotes out of context that I've thrown there for you? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that does feel like different language, though, mm. than, than what we're used to with him, right? Mm. Like I, it, it felt a little different. Yeah, so I guess, yeah, I'm like, I'm just wondering what we're going to be sitting here on Monday talking about. Mm. Like, are we going to be like, like, I don't mean to put these things out into the universe, but are we yeah. going to be like, where was that? Where was it, Cripper? Or mm. where was it, Vossi? Yeah, I just, you I told just us the fire that, was there. Like, that would just be so disappointing if, like, yeah, if we get amped up for that all week and then it's like, it's just not there. Yeah. I don't want to see us come out flat to this game after everything that could have possibly happened to galvanize us. Because I know what Melbourne fans will be feeling right now. They'll be being like, oh, of course we've got to have Carlton this week. For sure. And what if they copped? Big loss. Harry Mackay can't kick in front of goal. There's board turmoil. They've gotten like Matheson's kicked off. He's yelling at everyone in the change rooms. Oh, Chera gets off at the bloody thing. Now Cripper's copped it this week. Everything feels like is building towards this is where Carlton come out and get the win. So that's making me confident that I know that Melbourne supporters are shitting it. Love but it. We just need to see it at this stage. We are, I'm sick of getting my hopes up over these little things and trying to read it in the tea leaves. I'll actually, I'll throw you this because this is funny. And, and maybe mm. this, is, this should have been saved for a Hall of Fame, but I want to mark it right now because look i am i'm not a spiritual person i'm not this at all and you'll this is a bit this is this is funny you'll enjoy this because (laughs) i don't believe in in much but i was scrolling through tiktok and all of a sudden i came across like crystal talk you know the crystals and all of that kind of stuff and there was this jesus looking fella with the beard with the long hair staring me very 
sexually i was getting a bit creeped out into oh. the camera lens and he's being like i'm gonna heal you i'm gonna get rid of all the negative energies in your life you want to be cured with this crystal now i stuck yeah. through this for about five to six minutes uh, if there's wow. a whatever the cap is on how long tiktoks can go this man hit it because i'm there as he's going through the crystals mm. doing these ones with it it was something <sighs> else he was telling me the Archangel Michael is going to protect me and be my shield away from the negativity. And the whole time, huh. I'm, I'm sitting there going, Curious, We're, get yeah. rid of the negative energies. This is for Carlton. This isn't just me. Get rid of this negativity. We're winning the flag in 2024. So if we, win, if we happen to win the flag in 2024, I just want to <laughs> mark this right now that it's because of that Jesus-looking right. man on my TikTok that cleansed me of any negative spirits and has put up a protective barrier um around me in the carlton football club um okay. it was an odd experience but this is what it's come to people that i'm now sitting <laughs> through these fighting. tiktoks because i've got nothing else i've got nothing else about how this cult we can turn this around at carlton so lord knows what like algorithm is going to be now i'm concerned about that but you got to take one for the team bookmark it people bookmark first of june 23 the change I'm ready. It was hor- it was horrific. And speaking of horrific, my footy tips this week, Lockie. Goodness me. Oh my god, I'm gonna be sick. It was three out of three out of nine. I'm happy I got the Pardon? Gold Coast tip. How many I'm was happy it? I got the Gold Coast tip? But that wasn't enough. Uh, I so that was Richmond one. And-, and then how many more did you get? I got two more. They weren't good. I I should have I shouldn't have expected Richmond would bounce back with a, a new coach and get the job done. Everything else I'm happy to wear because I think they were they were the obvious tips and it hasn't gone my way. But we're down again. The red arrow of doom is there on my screen. We're 173rd out of 309 in the lovely Carlton Cheer Squad footy tipping competition. Yes. Lockie, we love the back cheer over squad. to you. You're in the hot seat and we need to get back into the pause. We need to get we need cooking. To be, we need to be getting up into this top 100 because – Expectations at this stage say we're probably not winning this, so we've got to we've got to build for next year. Is where I'm seeing it. I I don't right. think I think we've got to build for next year because there's no chance we're winning this thing. So you've written us off for the premiership and for the forty tips premiership this in 2023. That's what I'm here. Yeah, well, it's all about being strategic in your management and being able to admit we're not where we need to be and making corrective action to get us to where we need to be. Now, there's still a chance that we obviously could win this thing, but I reckon if we plan now, change our expectations, it's the only way it's going to happen. We're getting into this top 100 to start, but Lockie, I'm keen. Well, well it, can then yeah. I suggest, if, we need, if we're going to do that, we cannot keep doing the same thing over and over, which is us being isolated okay. in our okay. views. And I propose that we come back together in round 12 Let's and try see it. how we can go. Let's try. I'll be honest. I'm glad you said round 12 because I said I opened the intro with round 12. I had no idea what the round was, and that was a complete guess. <laughs> so thank God I don't have to go back over that and change it. Lockie, I'll throw them to you, but you're allowed to phone yeah. a friend, get me involved, get the thoughts. Carlton versus Melbourne. 11 points, baby. Let's get that done. Let's turn that up to 11. The baggers are winning this one. Going to Saturday, Adelaide Oval, Port versus Hawthorne. Upset for There's you no or way. are you sticking fat? No, cool. Beautiful. We're no, not going crazy. They're up and about after their Saners win. Uh, Optus Stadium. Yeah, this one. Speaking yeah, of upsets. Is... 
West Coast versus the Pies. Can doesn't this just have it written them? all over it? They beat them last. They're week. haunted. Could you imagine if they did it? Five years on, <gasps> Sheed, Sheed from the pocket. Old mate still getting held. He's still getting held. They're still crying about it. Get over it, you idiots. Pies. (laughs) (laughs) I I can't convince you. We'll clip this and just omit that bit if they win. Yeah. Uh, Western Bulldogs versus Geelong. You could talk me into this one. Stadium. Let me find find the teams here because Mm. I was weirdly feeling a Geelong bounce back. You could talk me into a Cats win. $2.40 for the Cats. My man Asava is out. Parfit has been omitted. Gary Rowan in. They get to bring in Adam Trelaw. Yeah, uh, I think that's a doggies for me. What you are reckon? you thinking? All right. Yeah. Oh, don't put it on me. See, this is why I didn't like it. Because now, you, now you're now you being like, oh, well, you yeah. tipped that one. And then it gets competitive no, again. I'm comfortable. What are you feeling? Oh, well, take me back to last week. Hang on. Give me a second. Who? Yeah, that's all right. This is, important. This is the important people. Geelong lost to, was that GWS last week at GMHBA yes. Stadium? Oh, and the Dogs lost as well to the Suns. Whereas the Dogs Ooh. lost to the Suns, and I tipped the Suns. That was a beautiful one by me. One of the only good tips that I'll ever have. Go I think the Cats two. are going to win. Let's go the Cats then. I'm, yeah, I'm happy to be swayed. They're too good. They're too good. I'm not going to be here next week and abuse you. That's not what this is about. This one I have no feel on. Oh, oh, TIO Stadium throws this one. Anywhere, a Gold oh. Coast can be salty, knowing this is the first time Rankin is going to be against it. But doesn't that mean he's going to kick eight? But Adelaide aren't that great away from home. But it's Gold Coast without two. But Bailey Humphrey is an absolute god. He is good at footy. What are the changes? What are the changes? Brody Smith in Mitchell Hinge in. Yeah, uh, no, not much. Uh, no constable. Yeah. You go. Very nifty on this one. I'd love to go Gold Coast so I can support them while I watch it. The smart man would say Adelaide, but I don't know. I think the smart man would also say Adelaide. So let's go. Let's go Gold Coast. Let's go Gold Coast. Let's. Is this where we just try to do the Hail Mary week and get it done? It's Hail Mary. Uh, GWS Hail Mary. versus Richmond at Giant Stadium. I reckon GWS, man. This Kings is two is disgusting boring. Sunday games. Yeah, go Giants. I reckon this is peak Saturday, Sunday for me. This is. I'm not watching anything on Sunday. This is on the couch for me. That's Marvel Stadium. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm, I'll do anything else. I'll I'll watch us round 23 last year rather than this. Uh, Marvel Stadium, <laughs> Essendon versus <laughs> North Melbourne. Who wins it? Any big changes this week? Any? Oh, there's such out? short odds, but. Tippers oh. out. Shields in. Sniv's back in. Orwin Davies back in. Taron Thomas is back. Your man. Oh, do not. Do not try to give that to me. No chance. I'm do not. It. Do not. Oh, I don't trust I, if, him, I knew, I if I knew what the off-field things were, I would have never tried to, you know, no, I know talk I that know. man I know. up. I, I can't believe he's... I, I would have assumed they were like not allowed to play him at all. Like, not to get... Seriously, talking about with, but with what's been alleged with this man, which definitely happened allegedly for legal reasons. Um, oh, piece of shit <laughs> yeah, should not be out there. Uh, yeah, you were saying Sniv deserved a four year deal based on what Pitt got on Monday, so make it happen. This you're is about, a huge you're deal. able to see it this week. And uh, Rhett Essendon? Montgomery 
Do you remember yeah. Brett Montgomery? <laughs> that name that? rings a bell, but <laughs> yeah. I couldn't I tell you that. what that is or who that I is. I think he played for Port Adelaide back in the day. Oh, Just one of those. Let me have that Brett. is making sense to me. It was like a name that we'd. Yeah, it was. Yes. Yeah, he's probably a premiership player, to be honest. What? Was he? Was he? Was he there? Did he coach at Carlton? Holy shit, he played for the Doggies twice. He did. He was an assistant coach at Carlton. There you go. Oh, God. What year? The golden era, 07 to 10. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Maybe he's what we bring him down. There you go. He's a South Gordon Uh, boy. Can I, can I have the tip? We are, actually, do not see. Oh no, that's gonna get. That's that's the one that's gonna get spliced by so much. Oh no! What? Which bit? I'm not saying it again. I'm not saying it again. Oh, I didn't get it. I didn't get I it. Said, can I have the something? And oh, it's, just not, it's not. It's not gonna go down well. Oh no. Let's go for north. The, like, let's go your man Taron to kick a few. Stop saying my man. <laughs> I'm trying to get Soge to clip it. Oh, this end of the podcast has not gone well for me. This has yeah, not it's... gone well for me. Yeah, no, also, let's, yeah, let, let's lock it in. Good. We've gone this long. I want to throw a dumb question towards you. The buy rounds. We've started it. It's bad for the supers. It's bad for mm. the viewing because we're copying bad for the this week's fixtures. Yes. People are throwing it out there. People are saying, we'll just make it a one-week buy. All the teams... Do something. I heard the lovely guys on Blue Abroad who do the rest talk about bringing the EJ Witten's legend game for the for the yep. week. Do something different. Do you have any thoughts about what you could do rather than splitting the mm. buys over three rounds, making it a yeah. one week spectacular? It's four rounds. What would you What would you have on footy wise to get us through that one week off everything? They won't do it because they need the ratings money. I assume, but. If you could make it one week, what would you do instead? I really wish you'd, you know, allow me you to think about yeah. this for some time. That would have been that would have been good art planning, and that's why we have run sheets. So I'm not going to give you anything good. I mean, I, I go straight to yeah, all star game vibes. Yeah, American sports. It's like yeah, okay. Well, not everybody gets a week off, but mm. sorry, it people tune in. It's so over state of origin, weeks. maybe. Would that be state something? of origin? Uh, like I'm obviously I'm an advocate for just do it like that, just do it all yeah. together. No, I, I don't mean to. Th- I don't mean to throw you under the bus. It was kind of like sometimes. No, I appreciate to that. make diamonds, you need a bit of pressure, and that's what I was hoping. I for don't have anything there. good, but you must, you must, or else you wouldn't have brought it's, it up. It's not that good, but it's the only thing I've ever thought is because I love the draft. Obviously, like is this where you could? Try to build that. Like looking at American sports, how big the draft is. It's such a massive thing. And they have so much, obviously more coverage because of the college sports and everything. Yep. Interest feels like it grows every year in, in the AFL. Could this be that week where with, with obviously the mid-season draft happening, yep. where you get all the under 18s? Because the, the, the under 18 championship starts this week. There's a game on Sunday. Is this not where you do a bit of a carnival and make it a big event where you've got Metro versus country, South Australia versus WA, the allies, whoever. Like have a ga- have games going on throughout the weekend where you really highlight this. Try to make it something. Whether you, I don't know, do you have, incorporate this with a Legends game as well? The, the, mm. the, the past meets the future and 
really yeah. building it up as this this big event where you start to see who could be the next superstars of this game and moving Love that it. forward. I feel like there's something in this. I feel like State of Origin just will never work in our competition because the players won't care enough. If the players, if you, if they do like like the bushfire relief thing where it's they're clearly not going for it. There's no tackling. People don't want to get injured. Yep. People care too much about their actual teams to play that. But I don't know. It's not perfect, yep. but something cool like that would be something I'd, I'd throw out there. Let us know in the I mean, comments. Let us know if you've got any cool ideas for a mid-season thing. Do we bring back AFLX? What do we do? What do we, oh, what shut, do we up. Do? shut up. Shut <laughs> up. I want to say under 18s versus the all delisted team. I've taken yeah, whoever wins from the last season. And that's like their showcase. That's their if chance. you if you lose the game, you can't be up for the midseason draft. You know, that's that's what's up for grabs for these delisted players. I don't know. What if it's so it's the under 18s and then everyone, every team nominates a player. So this is like Paddy Dow. Go and play in this yes. freaking game. You want a game? Yeah. Prove it. It's like that's the, good. The underdogs. Every team. It's like a bit of a draft who, who going can, on. The players like that this. just don't get any love, they get a chance mm. to. Guys that need a bit of form it. can't have a week off. Here you go. Your time to shine. There's something in this. Get us There's involved. In Why are we not the new CEOs? We'll, we'll no, do it. Joint. We'll, we'll split the wage. Us. I'm sure. <laughs> Nice. 60-40. Speak for yourself. <laughs> but look, that's going to wrap this one up. I'll make sure I'll save the tips. We don't want any any issues here. Save those right now. Submit the tips. Let Love us it. know all your thoughts on this week's episode, everything we touched on, everything we discussed. Give me your opinion. Again, if you're on mm. YouTube, the comments are right there. You scroll half a centimeter and then there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> make sure you like. In case you, in case you didn't know how. Oh my god! I didn't know there was this whole world underneath this video. (laughs) I've been wrong for years. (laughs) Oh, I'm done with you. Headphones off. You close Uh, it off. At Navy Blue Corner is the social. Find us there. Hang on. Didn't you say this week was when this this is where you're going to do the pump up to end the show? Oh, I swear you said that. I I swear you said that. I may have said that. Hasn't been clipped, so we have no proof. Yeah, no. I I felt like we. No, we did our pump up. I literally just got a low battery thing on my laptop. So, oh, sorry. Do not try to do, see. This is. <laughs> do not try to act like your internet's cutting out. Oh, I've gone through a tunnel, Lockie. I'm so sorry. You might. I'm cut. I'm cut. I'm cut, I'm cut. No. You, I'll give you this. I'll give you an out. Since you're not prepared, which even though I'm never prepared for these closes. Oh come on now. You can either do it now or you can do it. Next week, up to you. you yeah, to give me next week. Yeah, I'm already yeah, looking at our week. at our super coach changes for this week. That's fine. Well, we need to wrap things up because we've got some super coach changes to get through once this podcast ends. So more <laughs> more important things clearly are on our minds. We're gonna win. The baggers are gonna beat the D's. As I said earlier, everything's written in the stars again for this one. The, the club's in turmoil. Everything's going on. This is a must win, and there's a part of me that's just building up hope for this internally to get me up for this game, but. If they don't show it this week, when are they going to do it? And it feels like maybe this is the time for it to turn. It has to happen at some stage. Let it be Friday night against the D's. Let's all rock up, get there in full voice, support the baggers. But that's going to wrap up this episode. See you guys next time.